0: What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday night, 8 p.m., so you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the built on Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. And as always, sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you use code BLITZ for a 100% deposit match up to $100 starting at $10. As always, it's sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. And you guys have actually been killing it with our Underdog Fantasy. Lance. Let me, let me know uh, before the show started. So keep it up. Football season still going on, obviously. But if you want to do college basketball, the NBA, college football, hockey, all that fun stuff, make sure you guys get on Underdog Fantasy. Lance, besides the Bills taking our soul and stomping on it and then probably stomping on it again and then probably stomping on it one more time, how are we doing?
1: Yeah, Bills Mafia, how you doing out there? It's a little bit of a somber week. Obviously, a lot of hope we had in that Philadelphia game. And it's not the fact that we lost to Philadelphia. Peter was saying this before we got on. It's the the way we lose. um, Heartbreaking fashion obviously gave us a lot of hope and then kind of came crashing down. uh, Played like an all-world defense in the first half. And then obviously the complete opposite in the second half and overtime where the Philadelphia Eagles were able to march up and down the field at will. Um, Our offense did a phenomenal job as well. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some questionable calls at the end of the game and um, just want to start out by addressing, I'm not going to get in to a lot of the referee bashing and things. We know the calls were not great um, and that's all we're going to say about really the referee thing. I want to focus on the football game and the things that were in the Bills control more so than worrying about the ifs and hypotheticals about if we got a call or didn't, because even if you get a call, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to execute what you need to execute to make things happen there. So um, with all due respect to a lot of those takes, I'm just, I'm not going to address a lot of them today. So uh, as we mentioned, uh, we got a cool guest coming in. Stevie, Stevie Johnson is going to be here momentarily and um we're going to get rolling with our show right now. So uh, be in the comment section, give us your questions for Stevie, get them loaded in now, obviously super chats, will get priority and, and we appreciate it. So Peter, give us to us, man. What are you, what's your overall feeling? Um, and uh, what do you, what was your thoughts? Oh, we got uh, Stevie in backstage right now, but yeah, give us a little rundown yeah. quickly about, you know, what your thoughts were for the game. So.
0: Well yeah. Well anytime you lose it's it's tough. But anytime you lose to lose in that way and look, I picked the Eagles this week and what is up, Stevie? How we doing my man? Can you hear us?
1: Stevie, what's going on, brother? You got us? (laughs) Nope. (laughs)
0: Not yet. Not yet. All good. All good. (laughs) (laughs) No (laughs) worries. Ah, you love live shows. But yeah,
2: you lose 37. 37- Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's He's up, bro? Here. How you doing, man? Can he hear us? He cannot
1: hear us. He cannot hear us. Apparently, he cannot hear us. Fixing a divot. All right, we'll try this again. All right. You want Had me to keep word.
0: going? I'll keep. Want me to keep going? Yeah. Doing love live shows. Um, yeah, we love it. But obviously when you lose 37-34 in that type of situation, you lose an OT and you had multiple chances, obviously the end of regulation to win the game, and then obviously an OT you had the ball first and you had a chance to win that game. Uh, obviously a miscommunication between Diggs and, uh, not Diggs, Davis and Allen ended up in an incomplete pass. the bill, settled, settled for a field goal, and then went up the game-winning touchdown. But look, Jake Elliott and I don't think this is talked about enough on social media. I really don't hit a 59-yard field goal in those rainy conditions. So shout-out to Jake Elliott because he's probably the kicker you kind of want at the end of a game. Uh, he's been, sure, great for the Eagles, and he was great. And he, I was sitting there, I was watching my dad, and my I said this, and then my dad was thinking this because he told me after. Like, I had that feeling that he was going to make it just based off – Bills, just being a Bills fan, right? Like, it's just one of those oh, yeah, things man. where, like, I feel like every time I watch red zone or any game on Sunday, guys are missing game winning field goals from 45, 40, 48 yards, right? But when it's the Bills, I feel like that thing's going right in the middle. Obviously, this didn't go right in the middle, but it went, it was a pretty good kick from 59 yards. They lose. There's a lot of questions, right? Like, Lance, you mentioned. Bill's defense in the first half looked at the 85 Bears defense. They were getting pressure. The secondary was everywhere. Jalen Hurts looked abysmal in that first half. And I'm not saying we were going to hold them to seven points in that game because that's kind of unrealistic. It's very unrealistic. But the defense showed you nothing. Outside of a stop on the opening drive in the second half, the defense was terrible in that second half. And I get it. It's hard to shut down. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, Jalen Hurts. But you they showed us nothing in the second half. They got marched over. There was no pass rush. They, they couldn't stop the run in the second half. The secondary looked lifeless. They gave up that play to Zacchaeus, that massive touchdown that gave the Eagles the lead. And I get it. That was a great throw. That was a great catch. But Lance, you and I said this off air. How many times in the secondary are we going to give up the catch of the year or the play of the year? Somebody go make a play on the ball. Somebody has to go make a play on that ball and bat that ball down. Yeah. It drives me nuts. It happened last year with Justin Jefferson, and I get it. Justin Jefferson made a great play over Cam Lewis.
1: It happened a couple years ago with the Like, go. Yeah, that was great wide receiver play. This was just really poor defensive exactly. play, was poor. in my opinion. How do, this get, was just,
0: how do you get beat behind by two yards? Yeah. Like, there should be nobody behind you,
1: and yeah. and you, you got beat behind. So fundamental that, job of a safety to not let people get behind you. I mean, I just don't understand. And, and, and that's where – Um, one of the things that we can kind of hit on right now wasn't really planned to hit on, but um, just in in the sake of the conversation is, you know, I'm not any going to ever clamor for anyone to kind of lose their job. So I'm not going to say that I'm on the McDermott uh, being fired train. I just think that I'm getting closer and closer to hopping on that just because of this reason. Yeah. The bills have shown the inability to show that they're prepared for situations. You saw the Denver, Field goal with 12 men on the field, that's a coaching issue. You got to know, and maybe that's on the player too, but I just can't imagine a guy doesn't know if he's on the on the field goal unit or not. There's got to be the right communication. Whoever the linebacker or the mic on the on the field is has to know who's on and who's off. So they got to be more prepared than that. Um, I get things happen. Everyone's human, so I can understand, but it's just too many things. Too many things happen throughout Sean McDermott's tenure here where. Why weren't the Bills, where I said, why weren't the Bills prepared for that? Or the Bills don't seem prepared. The, the, the Bills don't seem like they're being put in a position to succeed or be disciplined and things of that nature. There's many different things like that that come into question. But overall, I love what McDermott's done for Buffalo. Um, I love what he's done for this team. And I, I don't, I don't want to see him um, be fired just yet.
0: That's where I kind of have that like tough decision when it comes to like my mindset on the Sean McDermott firing. I don't know we're only gonna get that rap down that rabbit hole, but it's a popular topic and it's it's starting to become Lance an actual topic. Like this isn't just clickbait topics, like this is an actual conversation that I think people can have, uh, yeah. and rightfully so. Cause what McDermott did to this franchise, him and bean from twenty seven and twenty seventeen until now has been monumental. right? It's it's just one of those things took. He, t- he took us out of the drought. and like He's always going to have a special place for me in Bill's history and a special place for me. In my heart, he was the first coach that ever saw me at the playoffs. I, I was born in 2001, so he mm-hmm. was the first coach that took the Bills to the playoffs and the first time I got to see my team in the playoffs, and that was awesome, and that was uh, sentimental, and I love Sean McDermott for that. But there gets to a point where his time may have run its course. And you right. see these games, and it's it's it, it gets to a point where, Lance, it's probably not a coincidence that these games just keep happening like this. You lose a couple like this, it's the right. NFL, other teams are really good, flukes happen, but when we can go back three, four years, and we can go back in each season and start pinpointing these couple games every year, and it starts getting to 10 to 12 games, then – it, it's it's on coaching. It's on management. It's on play calling. It's on late game uh, defenses. And this year, it's been on a lot of the defenses this season. I get it; they're injured, but they let up a game winning drive to Mac Jones. We're, 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 the Patriots are, are are terrible, Lance. They're abysmal. Like, yeah, so it's not game. you're not letting up a game winning drive to Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts. You're running a game-winning drive to Mac Jones like that's that's
1: inexcusable.
0: Even if you have injuries on the defense, and then you have even the, the play
1: men. you get beat on, even the play you get beat it's, on with the Jalen yeah, Hurts, no. what are you doing? You're well, sending like an all-out blitz. They knew right and, away.
0: Jordan Mulata said it. they knew right yeah. away it was a touchdown, and you did it, and you did it against Denver. Too many men on the field. You had that debacle. Uh, you obviously just lost to Cincinnati. What's what's? I'm, I'm missing one. Obviously, the Jets week one. I'm missing one game besides this game, but I, I can't wrap it around my head, Uh, whatever. You had those games, and you're just like, this team is nine-win team if those things will happen. And this isn't like, Lance, we're not like, we're not, the problem, what is so frustrating about this team is that we're not sitting here and be like, you know what? We're not better than them. We got smoked. We're losing games because they're better. They have way better coaching. They have a better quarterback, yada, yada, yada.
1: We're losing these games because we're not doing the smoke. We're going to interrupt right now and, and bring in our guy, Stevie Johnson, can you hear us now, Stevie? Yeah, I can hear you loud all and clear. Right.
2: Good to be on. Good to be on. I heard you was going. Let's hear it. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. <laughs> you was in the middle of saying something.
0: No, no no worries. I was just saying, and you can touch on this, but like we all know the Bills are as talented or more talented than a lot of the teams that they lost to this year. And obviously, Eagles are maybe in a different category. But you're not getting smoked by these teams. You're in every game, and you're losing in a, It feels like a different way every other week. So – I want to ask you, Stevie. Like, what, what were your initial thoughts on, obviously the loss on Sunday? Just because it was one of those games that it just, I, I feel like it, it will sit with you for a while.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, it won't, it won't sit for a while because you know once we, once we win again, then it's gonna be over with. You know, it's on to the next and trying to get, basically trying to get to the playoffs. You know, like you said, the squad is. We know we got a dope squad. Yeah, but that game, it, it reminded me of a time um, when I played. Uh, it was against the Buccaneers. And a tough game. We ended up losing. And then um the coach, uh, coach ended up telling me just randomly, hey, what do you got to say to the team right in front of the team? And and it was, and what I said was, we just gotta be better than that person on that play. We gotta make the play, and we just gotta dominate that person. It's not about nothing else outside or anything else, it's just about domination on, on that play, you know. And um, I think that's that's what it's about. You know, it was a hell, it was a hell of a game, you know, win win both ways. Um, once we make the playoffs, that's what it's about. You just gotta have that opportunity to win. you know that team that team made a 60 yard field goal that was that was crazy you know and but he made it he dominated that play. you know it's just about stacking those dominating plays you know it's a long game and you know credit to both teams you know I just feel like um you know we can't we can't deteriorate the team you know over the over the loss right right not right now. Yeah, we got you
1: for sure. Um, We've got a couple of things we want to get um, your thoughts on for sure. Obviously it was an action packed game. One of the best games of the year Um, Big thing here, kneeling down to go to overtime with time on the clock after being the franchise that lost in a 13 second game or had a team take it to overtime on you with only 13 seconds left. What do you make uh, of that, that play? And that, what does that say to you? as a player, what would that say to you when you're taking a knee and you got time before the, the clock hits zero to go try to take back the game?
2: Yeah, it just says, hey, hey, it's time to evolve. You know, let's play some. We got the backyard football squad. We got the professional type of squad. We got both ways, you know, and we ready and we prepared to lose both ways. Whatever happens, mm-hmm. but we got the squad to do both things. So let's do it, you know. So. Yeah, you you know that that was a play where it's like ah come on coach we want to you know what I mean let's 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 go for let's do what let's do what we do let's beat the mafia. I
1: can't imagine um, what Stefan yeah. Diggs was thinking in his head right because because he's that fiery
2: guy that wants to just go out there every time. Indeed, indeed you know and I, I've seen some kids look, I got another crazy one like Chad Kelly is crazy like he got ultimately kicked off of Clemson because he wanted to do more they wanted to punt on fourth down he wanted to go for it more what's what's going on is that wrong. You know so like yeah it was a it was a bad call for a coach but you know it is what it is it, it you know it is what it is at this point I
0: want I want to ask you a question Stevie on that so like you're at so the Bills with 20 seconds left you have or 20 to 25 seconds left right you have one timeout to tie game you need to get in field range obviously it's it's wet, uh, wet a little bit windy you're, you're on 25 what type of like, what type of play do you run there cuz Lance and I obviously we watch football but we didn't obviously play uh, football but like Where, what type of, you're on 25, you got to get in the field range with one timeout with 20 seconds. What are you looking for, especially as a receiver, like what type of play are you trying to run there?
2: Yeah, I, you know what, I like the, um, the dig route, you know, maybe if we had lined up a people, someone going right up the middle, um someone going, doing a drag and then having that, that late dig, maybe 15 yards down the field, 10, 10 to 15, um and then, or, or letting Josh. Knowing that once that dig play is open, if if the if the seam isn't there right now, once it's clear and that dig not there, you gotta go, and then we either slide and then we then we take the knee. You feel me? But we still keep it competitive. You know, we don't yeah. just say, "All right, we're not gonna do nothing. Let's just take a knee right here and let the clock go out." You know, with a timeout, you know, they expect you might be expecting something towards the sideline, but you got one timeout. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I would try to go for that dig concept. That's one of my favorite concepts. It right just down. It's just patient. You got to have patience with it, though. That's the tricky part about mm-hmm. it.
1: Yeah, and Josh Allen showed, uh, I think, was, was it you, Peter? You tweeted out earlier, um, or somebody else uh, from the brand maybe um, tweeted out. And I'm, Actually, you know what? It was our, our guy, uh, Matt, from Witty Not Funny Sports. He's on Thursday nights uh, for us on Built in Buffalo, so shout out to the Witty Not Funny show. Um, he posted the, the pocket presence and, and the patience that Josh showed in this game um was really good, and I thought it was um, an all-world performance from Josh Allen. I think you know he had the one bad play. You could say you know the other guys get paid too, right?
2: So I mean they they baited him into that one throw, and and you keep moving, right? Yeah, indeed, indeed. Josh had a, had a heck of a game, but I come to expect that from Josh since after year three of him. You know, he, he it is what it is. He goaded um how about james cook how he's moving now he's moving so smooth and and efficient you know um murray looked like he he understanding like you know what i'm saying his movements his roles you know what i'm saying he's being aggressive I, I i like that i like the whole squad how is how is uh being manufactured right now you know I, I can't say it's solidified but shakir he how he's making plays week in and week out you know um yeah you know, we we got a we got a tough we got a tough blue collar squad. I, I I like, you know. Obviously, we got to get to the playoffs. We we got five or six games. You you got to go four. You got to win yeah. four out of the five. You feel you me? Yeah, five left. Yeah, sure. be comfortable. Yeah, you got to win four out of the five. Two yeah. tough. One, you know what I mean? Damn, guys. But this is what it is. You know, this is what we live for. So I, I'm excited Absolutely. to see how we how we uh, show up these next few weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah that- one of the
2: things I was talking to Peter about before um the show here, and we wanted
1: to get your thoughts on as well, um, was that that final um that final drive there where you had um uh, first and first and ten on the 26 yard Philly's 26 yard line, and you stack up in a heavy formation without a tight end on the field. You do have three wide receivers on there, but they kind of stack them up. And they just hand the ball off the, up the middle, you know, for nothing. And and it's like in OT, you're not playing with the clock situation. You're not running a four minute offense or anything that I, I mean, I, I wouldn't think you're running any sort of four minute offense or anything with any sort of time construct. So the the fact of handing it off up the middle, just to start the clock, I don't know what the point of that play was. It was obviously a five man front from the Eagles. They were stacked up against the run. I just don't know what, like, we're, we're so, you know, our offense coordinator got already got fired here, Ken Dorsey, and we're still running, in my opinion, just some mind boggling stuff on offense for that play. Now, I think the big, the big question, I w- we'll get your thoughts on that too. The big question is what you saw on the, the Gabe Davis and Josh Allen play there, third and six. Obviously, Gabe uh, runs the outside, Allen throws to the middle. Um, how, how, what's your experience on those option routes and how kind of those reads go? I mean, it's not going to hit every time, but how, how does that work between receiver and quarterback and how do you see that same thing?
2: Yeah, I think it was probably one of the, it was one of those playmaker things, you know, where Josh was Josh probably was like, ah, I know you got to run to that corner, but that that middle part is open. Hopefully I can float it just enough for you to realize what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, so it, it was it was one of those situations and. um you know, it, like we made some plays and we didn't, you know, like it was a big third and I, I thought she was going to talk about the third and nine play. Uh, Josh scrambled out again, you know, through that dart and, and Gabe went up and made that play. That was a huge, uh, huge conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, right on quick, the sideline there you're talking about? Yeah, uh, no, no, this one was, was that in was the, over middle? the middle. It was over yeah, the middle. that was kind of one of those dig routes you were talking about. Yeah, Kind exactly, of concept, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like uh, we could have utilized that a little bit more with Gabe, you know, because uh, he – you know, it's this type of receivers. You got to understand it, your receiver, you know, even though he kills it going deep routes, you know, it's still tough to complete those deep routes because we got legendary athletes on the other side of the field also. So now that we know that he's a deep route guy and how we can use those digs, you know, we got uh, Kincaid who can catch those quick scenes. If the read is there, you know, that's just, that's playing backyard football, you know? Yeah. Um, it's always 2020, 20, but I thought a post on that, that post route that
1: Gabe Davis is literally his best route. Why are we not calling that post on the on the most important play of the game, third and six with the game on the line and overtime? They gave Davis on a post there, and the game's over and
2: you win. Yeah, yeah, and then and then again, we don't we may not know. Maybe it's it was an option type of route, and Gabe just because ch- you know you got an option um, when you run those those options off of the safety. If there's no safety or the, or if it's open and the guy's behind you. Sometimes in practice, you always take that corner. You know, just throw it high and put it to the corner. Um, yeah, he did have inside leverage. Yeah, too, so you got to play the leverage. I'm assuming. Right, as well. right. He was, yeah. he
1: was
0: also he was also open in the corner. Like it wasn't like right. he he ran. He didn't. I guess it's hard to say. So a lot of people on Twitter. He ran the wrong route. He ran the right route. No one's ever going to agree on it because we're never going to know. But he was open. Like if Allen put it there, it's a catch. But also, you can have the other. Point exactly. of view, if Davis runs into the or runs the post route into the middle, then he's open for a touchdown. It's it was one of those things when I was watch I was watching TV and I saw the ball go up in there and I was like, Oh my god, he's open. And then I, right. saw, I see the because it's you get a weird angle when you're on TV, like you don't get even you, you couldn't really tell how far away he was from yeah, the yeah. ball. And then you see the ball hit the ground because he starts like backpedaling. And I'm like, Crap, because like, I saw him open, you're like, He's open, that's the game. And then you see the ball kind of flutter to the ground and you're just like, well, he ran the somebody – did, somebody didn't Somebody did communicate. Um but wait, wait. So if it's an option play, right? Like, so you go into huddle. You go into the huddle. You are the audible. And you see that. I'm assuming the Allen and the O-line recognize that it was an all-out blitz on third and seven. And you see that. Do you, like – is your do you would you rather have it be an option play or would you ha- rather have it be a set play and Davis does run to the corner or does run, run a post like a yeah. receiver? What would you prefer? Would you prefer the option play or we're running the post route because they're all out blitzing and the safety's not going to be there?
2: Yeah, good question. So they'll call that option play, and but the initial route is going to be that corner, the high corner. Okay. So if all else fail, we we supposed to know is it's, it's going to be over in that corner you know um, but then it comes down to practice situations sometimes we don't have time to really go over each defense because when you put it on practice it's so vanilla if it's if it's too too high safety we can split them and go to the post you know that's where the option can come you know what I mean like there's one high the guy slightly inside or if they're doing something kind of carrying blitz he'll put it up you know and then it's so many situations so Mm -hmm. um, it just depends on what that that offensive coordinator said the default route is if the default route is a corner which it looked like Gabe body was just like going to the corner anyway um then you know that was the default route you know but what Josh seen because he's getting pressure which you may not get that type of pressure at practice you know so with him rolling that way a, a easier throw is gonna be going over there Um, because it's more field for me. If I try to throw it to that little coffin corner, yeah. you know, you know, that's kind of a difficult throw for me. Hard throw. The situation yeah. didn't happen to me in practice. You feel me? So there's, yeah. there's yeah. more room. Yeah,
0: there's more room for error if you throw that post route because Davis trying to run especially, under it. And especially the, in that situation, yeah, and the defender was way behind, not way behind him, but he had the defender beat by it looked like two steps, maybe. uh, Three, it was look. It was the right play call. It was the right hey, play how, call.
2: How about this? How about this? So they kind of ran. What was that? A blitz. And mm-hmm. we've been running the prevent. So like we can just open our eyes and say, all right, let's just trust our guys to do this type of defense and these type of plays and situations instead of doing this, this, the prevent. We still got five to six more. I mean, five more games to go. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying it's gonna be a cakewalk, but we gotta utilize these strategies. You know, it worked on us. Yeah, you know, we went to the prevent, and then they succeeded. Yeah, you know, so I, I want—I know we didn't,
0: Lance. We didn't talk about this off air, but you mentioned prevent defense because it drives me nuts when I watch prevent defense as a receiver. When you see prevent defense, Gosh.
2: I mean, it, it's, its its just money. It's easy money. You—that's a problem, though. That should be a yeah, problem. Like, right? When I see it, it, I just hate it when I see the guys bagging up instantly. Because- that we like DBs are bagging up. And then, what I don't like, I like, I try to keep it cool on my Twitter and my social and not get mm-hmm. too personal, but like, sometimes it comes down to the type of players that you draft. And and I feel like we got a kid in Kyrie Elam who's, a, he, they drafted him to be like a Revis type. That's re, why Revis is different because Revis can be up close on somebody and. He go through the struggles of, of grabbing or or et cetera, et cetera, But you're not gonna get no quick five yards unless you me, but you're not gonna get no quick five <laughs> yards or easy six, seven yards that's gonna push the chains. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna get none of that because they playing up close and the quarterback don't want to test that. But then when with our guy, Kyrie, is like they they kind of shackled him because. Oh, sometimes you you get beat. Yeah, you go get beat. You go get beat. You know what I'm saying? You playing close. Let him keep going. Get getting these situations in because then he can learn his depth and on where he need to be as a bump and run type of guy. Because that's the type of guy that he is. We drafted a guy back in the day with um, Stefan Gilmore. He was a bump and run kind of guy. Yeah. You gotta let him go through that type of stuff, those situations, so he can learn. What did he end up doing, becoming one of the best too. You know what I'm saying? He started mm-hmm. learning the situations. You know, we gotta let these guys play. All our DBs right now. Not no all with respect. I'm just a receiver speaking and a fan speaking right now. But when I look at the games, I just see uh, hike guys are bagging up. So I know for sure I'm not going to get bumped or nothing. I can do something here and come back around and I'm going to be open. You know what I mean? It's too easy. It's too easy. soft.
1: It's too easy. That's what my tweet was. And I tried to keep it together, but it's just it's soft football. And I it's not the identity of the Buffalo Bills. We we're supposed to be a hard nosed football team and it's playing soft that's costing us these yeah. games and now we're 500 6 and 6 with a team that last year and the year before they lost six games combined right or maybe seven so it's like you know and we talked we already touched on it you know that the, the freaking talent is there so it's like between the players not executing and the coaches calling these these different schemes or plays or however you want to say the way they're calling the game that mix between Uh, The lack of execution and the the lack of the the good schemes, I just they're killing this team this year,
2: and we're still not out of it. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, we we got a few lack of good schemes, but I've seen some good things. I've seen a lot of good things. I just think we just need to tighten up on that DB side because when you got a a defensive line that's rushing fast and and pretty good, um, and then you got a DB, a secondary that's bagging up, you, you just opening up that window right there in the middle and those little bit of yards, those little bit of, sometimes when a running back get through because of that space um, that can wear down on the defense, you feel me? That can wear down on them. So if we can, if we can match our defense up, which is stay confident in the secondary. Hey, if you lose, you lose, get up and still be confident. Um, but most times you may not lose because you got safeties that got help. That's why our safeties was so dominant a couple of years ago because Our our corners and stuff, we wasn't – we was in that middle – that median. You know, we wasn't instantly playing off. We know we had Trey who was kind of off, but he was like a a wild card. You know, Trey was Trey. Um, But we had everybody else that was at a median. Um, Backers and everything, I think we're getting to that. We're getting to that. But we just need to lock in and not be afraid of uh, playing a little bit of of physical um, defense. You know, It, it can only help us. It can only help us. Absolutely. I got one couple questions I'm going to bring up from the comments
1: and then I got one other one from us if you have time for us. So yeah, uh, for sure. what are your thoughts on Gabe Davis and can he be a bona fide wide receiver too? and should the Bills resign him? So a couple kind of a tier yeah. question there.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I support Gabe Davis. I think he did very well as far as being drafted and uh, growing into the, the guy that he has. Um, I, it's, it's just about um, finding spots for him his type of receiver, you know what I'm saying? And um, alongside another receiver like a uh, digs or whoever he's, he's going to be dominant, but we got to understand that, 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 that deep post, the, the deep digs, uh, those are money routes for him. Um, yeah. I, I feel like a little bit more work with certain receivers. Uh, maybe myself, we can, we can tighten his hitch up to where that can be a money route because obviously people, uh, DBs are scared of him, of his power, his, his speed and, and and then his stats of him being a deep threat, we should always be able to get five five yards off on a on a uh on a hit, a quick hitch, a rollout yep. hitch. Look at how crabtree used to run his. You know, just gotta dive into certain receivers. And um and and uh, Gabe is he's he's bona fide to me. I feel like he's bona fide. Nice. Um, I don't know if you know this guy or not. I don't know Roman
1: Wilson from Michigan. Um, they threw the ball like six times one game. So I don't know how you could judge any Michigan wide receiver, but, um, do you have any familiarity with Roman Wilson
2: from Michigan? Uh, dang, someone's no, no, but I do, you know, shout out to Jim Harbaugh, though, out there in Michigan. You know, if, if he's, if he's a kid coming from, uh, from Harbaugh's committee or Harbaugh's team, he's somebody that, that you can definitely look into, you know, especially with his name popping up. Um, yeah. I just believe, I just believe in Harbaugh. He's a, he's a good, um, He's a good leader, also. You know, if, if they were saying something about our coach being gone, it's got to be the hardball coming in or Chan Gailey or uh, shoot, I, even Rex Ryan with, with, with his defense or something. You know what I'm saying? Something, yes, something wild like that.
1: Nice. Um, I don't want to dive in too much to refereeing because it's not something that a team can <clears throat> control itself. But what I wanted to get into is a little bit of your perspective on, from a player's perspective, when the other team is, I mean, you can probably sense and feel that the other team has gotten more calls. You're sensing that, you know, Diggs knows that he was held on these plays and he ain't getting the call. Um, You know, defensive lineman being held, you know, first series of the game, big holding where Leonard Floyd's, you know, shirt underneath his Jersey is getting pulled and stuff like that. Obvious stuff getting missed. I mean, how, how can that uh, have an effect on the players uh, throughout the game? And, or, I mean, I know, like you, you've been saying here, your mentality is all about dominating the next place. So you don't worry about what's been happening, but after it happens so many times, does it kind of start to creep in a little bit?
2: No, no, it don't creep in. But you just you got to go to the next play and try to overcome it. But it's it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. It's like a shot to the body if you if you box. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, know, you 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 we going hard and doing this extra stuff, and then you see them getting the kind of those free first downs. And then us not getting them is defense got to go back on the field. Offense got to go chill for a little, you know, it's, it's like a body shot, you know, but we want to overcome, you know, and I think once again, we lost by three, not Mm -hmm. proud of it, but especially with us being um, on top, you know, but Hey, it is what it is. We got to run our, our job is to win games and we got to win games and get to the player, get to that tournament. We get to the tournament, we got the pieces to do what we can. Everybody um, getting comfortable in their role. You know, it, it's just about getting the wins now.
1: I got a I got yeah, a question. The in the comments, shouting out the Buffalo against the World song. So, uh, love that yeah. every time it comes out at the tailgate. So, you talked about you talked about penalties, Stevie, uh, or we asked you about it. Like if you're getting
0: held, like Digs got held on a couple, and obviously most of the time it goes both ways. obviously in the bills eagles game it was a little one-sided i don't want to obviously go yeah go too, into it too much and just bash on the refs uh but when you're getting held as a receiver like do you talk to the refs what what, what, what do you you get held, let's say you get held on a first down you get held on a second down and nothing is being called and you just can't get separation they're grabbing you're, they're grabbing your neck they're grabbing your arm like what do you like, what do you do as a receiver
2: I don't know because I, I I pre-plan for that. My routes are pre-designed for that to happen. So I don't okay. – when my holds are happen, it's obvious. You know what I'm saying? It's obvious they held me. You man, so me. quick
1: but he can't it, be held, man. Yeah, <laughs>
2: any other time, like, I'm already setting the person up because I'm thinking about getting held, you mm-hmm. know. So that's where I feel like I just got to make more of an effort to um, get out to the guys in, in the off season and, you know, just give them a little piece of, of, of my attribute. You know, because like I we got we got skilled guys and they can do everything. But I just feel like the difference between getting separation on how I did it and what guys are doing now, like I wasn't running that route. I was still running the route concept, but I wasn't running that route. And in times like these, sometimes like, you know, we got guys that's talented enough to run to not have to run that route. You know, you got to open your mind and, and get creative because that's that that's how your gun how your quarterback is mm-hmm. you know that's how your quarterback is some everybody can do it like that but some guys need to not be so on a straight and narrow they gotta kind of get their space and understand physicality absorb it toss by and then be and be prepared you know what i'm saying it's, it can be so simple yeah
1: yeah a lot of a lot of things have have bounced uh you know the other way this year i think um you know players have definitely had their struggles throughout the year getting whether it be separation, uh, catching the ball. You know, I don't really like to get into the, well, if he did this, then this would have happened. You don't know. People were talking about James Cook. You mentioned him earlier. Uh, tough drop there, obviously, on his route uh, that would have, by all intents and purposes, had he caught that been a touchdown. But you can't always say, though, well, oh, the Bills would have just had 41 instead of 30, 34, and they would have won the game. No, things would have played out probably differently had he scored that touchdown, too. So you, you would have th- thought that, yeah, you know, um, the Eagles may have changed up their, their scheme earlier and, uh, and gone to something different, uh, to get back in the game. Um, uh, w- if that was a if the play went the other way, but I just, uh, I guess it's more of the, the next play mindset, right? It's not about what just happened. As soon as those mistakes happen, you got to move on and, and keep trying to make the, the best play on the next one.
2: Yeah, man. Cause it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate how it's been happening, but you know, it is what it is. We're going to the next play, next play mentality. Next week, we rest up. We know what we got ahead of us. You know, that should be even more exciting for us right now. We in tournament time, five game bracket right now. or yeah. five games to go. You're right.
0: You're right. It's like if you, if you think about it, like we're in. Obviously, we're not like in a win and go home type of thing, but we're right. we're that close to kind of because essentially you got to get to ten wins to make the playoffs. That's
2: how precisely it,
0: how you get to, in the seventeen uh, game format. So we're six and six. You had to win four out of five, like you kind of have to, like nine and eight. I don't He's know if nine and eight gets you in the playoffs. Like I, I, I don't know. It could, it could potentially, but that's also something you look at in week eighteen. You can't really look at it now. But you're right. It's kind of like you have to treat every game at this point basically like you lose and you're done. As yeah. I, right, like would you, is that what, what you would do heading into? Obviously, we have the bye, but heading into Kansas City next week.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the buy came right on time for them to realize this, you know, for everybody to realize it. You know, this is perfect for us to talk about it. You know, it's, you, you got we got to win four out of five.
1: We, yeah, we want to go
2: five five out of five, but we, you got to get four out of five and we might need some help at the end. But four out of five. Let's go, boys. And this next one can be
1: a big propeller you know, moving forward too, if we can get the next one, obviously it's a, the biggest matchup, uh, you know, we've had of the year. It's been our Achilles heel here and there. No, but it's not, man. We, get we this can't next one. think
2: like that. We don't want to think like that at <laughs> all. Don't even put that, it's just another team that we're about to go out there and we, we go have a show against.
1: Yeah. You know, we get that one. We get that one and we're rolling, I think. Exactly. You know? So, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, I know you mentioned uh what time you could stay for and whatnot, and I think we're headed towards the end of that, but I wanted to give you a chance if you have anything more you want to say on the rest of the season or just anything more and what we were talking about here and then tell people a little bit about what else is going on with you and,
2: and where else to find you. Yeah, no, nah, everybody, you know, just stay solid. You know, I, I say, I say what I say on, on uh, Twitter. I'm my bad on the X and um, it's all just to, you know, stay engaged. You know, I, I love it. I love talking and hearing the perspectives. Sometimes I don't, I don't really see the games. I, I really ask and I want to hear the perspective of, you know, the real ones. Um, and, you know, just lastly, just want to thanks. I just want to say thanks to built in Buffalo for always supporting club HBHF and our exposure Academy. You know, our vision is, 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 is we almost there, you know, our vision is made. We want to get, get our master classes. I have to say goodbye a little bit sooner.
1: Yeah. If you guys out there, um, um, check out it, you know understanding there? how you
2: built your uh, you know, you're you trying to teach this to the student athletes and um and oh. you
1: still there stevie still there stevie
2: yeah yeah i'm, yeah, I'm here
1: uh, sorry, I'm just here. just a little bit so you're saying club hbhf um shout out to the student athletes and uh yeah been a big proponent and trying to support the movement for the youth i think that's an absolute yeah. uh, beautiful thing to give back to uh, our youth is obviously our future and that's uh, all about growth and, and future uh, right now. You've got a lot of big stuff going, um, you know, going on. Obviously, like you said, you're set up with uh, Club HBHF getting rolling. And uh, our guy, <laughs> Izzy, here says uh, they're going to smoke them all 5-0. and So that was, that was his uh, take on that. But, Stevie, we appreciate your time, brother. Um, if you guys haven't, uh, go out there and check out the Club HBHF Exposure Academy content that they put out and uh and the spark books that stevie's got going on yeah absolutely. things like that
2: absolutely that's the mindset that's real yeah. <laughs> all right and there I, we go so I, the live
1: I, show here has been very interesting with, with it's been fun stuff. uh thanks to stevie man uh, club hf has been great we did the toy drive or the um back to school giveaway with them earlier in the year um, and had was out at some club HBHF uh, yeah. camps here in mm-hmm. in Buffalo. So uh, really cool stuff that Stevie Johnson's got going on. Give him a follow on social medias. Keep plugged I, into what he's doing because he's really building up our youth, and I think it's a great movement.
0: I like his perspective on the prevent defense, and I like his perspective on the, the route and kind of stuff like that because, Lance, you and I don't kind of get that. Type of, he also mentioned one other thing and I can't remember right now, but he talked about the, the route running and all that type of stuff. And I think we don't get that perspective. You and I can't give that perspective yeah. and a lot of other.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's one of the cool things that um, we kind of uh, saw Scott and I kind of helped film uh, part of his ebook for route running. So I got to kind of be there standing, holding the camera as he was explaining some of the route concepts to the camera and to the people um, on Coach Rich uh, playing DB on him. And it was just very interesting to see just the way he starts off a route is, like he said, anticipating the DB grabbing, holding, bumping kind of stuff. So he was setting up his movements to beat that uh, consistently. And that's what he's saying. You know, our guys need to try to, to get in there and, and start setting up their routes and not being so rigid. in. I've got to run straight for five yards and then turn around. You know, you've got to – maneuver yourself and, and beat the, the defensive player across from you as stupid and simple as that sounds. Um, John Robert in the comments, appreciate you share. If you guys can give this a like, give our YouTube channel a subscribe, give it a share. uh would really appreciate it. Thank you guys.
0: And yeah, I see something in the comment section. Go Stevie logged in at the right time. I know you logged in as he was departing. So if you want to go back, you can rewind it. Uh, about to the two-minute two minute mark when Stevie joins. It's about a, about a 35, 40-minute conversation with Stevie. So if you guys want to go, if you, uh, I don't know your full name, but your username says M, so M. If you want to go back, just rewind. And obviously, this comes out tomorrow morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your audio podcast. So if you do miss any of this, you can go listen on those platforms. That comes out tomorrow morning. Lance, where do you want to transition here? Because we talked a lot of stuff. We talked about... The final sequence in OT with Stevie, we recapped the game kind of. We talked about kneeling with time of the clock, um, the penalties, kind of route running, prevent defense, because I've always
1: wanted to ask him about prevent defense. Where do you want to go
0: here uh, with about, I guess, 18 minutes
1: left in the show? Yeah, wrapping up kind of where we've we've been um, up until the bye week, and then we'll transition into where we're going here. Um, and get actual predictions and some bye week goals and things like that. So, um, I think you know, again, just just to put the bow on the on the Eagles game, a lot of good plays, but a lot of questionable play calls, in my opinion, or, or situational awareness calls, where you know, on the final play of the game, where you get beat, you're in a, in a cover zero blitz, where you're trusting guys like Terrell Dodson. And you know, some other yeah. the defensive linemen oh, not to not to get blocked and, and to oh, try to win one-on-one matchups and you just don't have necessarily the personnel for that style of defense right now.
0: Yeah, Lance, how about I don't know, was this in regulation? I think this was in OT when uh, Dotson was was a QB spy on Hertz. Yeah. Was that regulation or OT? That, that was regulation. What are you doing? That, why is Dots Dotson's the last guy I think in the linebacking crew crew the three guys that play? He should be the spy. Bernard's a better spy, and I think Dorian Williams is a better spy because all, you got to stay in front of him. Dodson had no chance on that play. Like, none. Dodson's hips do not move like that, and I thought that was just a lack of judgment. And I, look, Some of the coaching decision was poor. Some of the execution was poor. The, the offense feels like Lance, especially in the last two weeks, they've kind of taken the, a full circle. Like, they're back. Because yeah. Josh Allen played... Absolutely awesome. Josh Allen was an absolute gamer, and you and I talked about this off air. And I don't want to get down this rabbit hole, but I just want to bring it up: the, the national media landscape of the Josh Allen criticism this week is totally, totally wrong and totally yeah. untouched of watching football. And it's shocking by some of the some former players that played in the game that just feel like they didn't play the game. And I'm not trying to discredit anybody. I'm not going to drop people's names. Not enough people. Are, are going to be absolutely watching this. We're not a national show. But it's just one of those things where I just feel like some of these people watching this game just don't watch the game. And it's just that you have a narrative. We're going to talk about the narrative. Yeah. And say, to say Josh Allen wasn't great on Sunday is just – it's 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 disrespectful to Josh Allen, which is a crazy yeah. thing to say, but it's I think it's disrespectful to not say – Josh Allen was great on Sunday because he did everything he was supposed to do in that game. If it wasn't yeah, for a 420
1: yard total yards, yards, I mean, you have I, I don't know what I don't know what four touchdowns. It. Yeah, it's uh, there's nothing it's, else you can do. I, and a- I
0: get it, it fits people's narratives, and I
1: get it, it gets clicks,
0: but you're just spewing false information like that. That's that kind of stuff. You can have your opinion, and I'm all for everyone having their opinion. That's what makes this country awesome, but I'm also not for people just spewing incorrect information and just people believing it because when. You hear it from some of these platforms. You're going to believe it.
1: Yeah, when it comes down to it, Jalen Hurts had five touchdowns and Allen had four, and maybe that's the difference. Um, You know, I think that you had obviously had opportunities where the ball was kind of taken out of Allen's hands or Allen put the ball in other people's hands and and they didn't make the necessary plays. So whether it be catching a ball um, or taking a handoff and and getting positive yardage with it, um, blocking – like i mentioned, you know, the offensive line has to get better at run blocking over this bye week. Yeah. Um i think so. Uh um, was good. I think average time of throw was 2.75 for Josh, just very good. Again, 420 yards overall with four scores. A great game from him. I'm not going to accept the fact that he's anything other than an you know, all-world performer and one of the best football players in the entire league. Um, you know, the skill players around him just have to step up in bigger moments, I think. Um, and then, you know, again, there's just unfortunate things happening with that that option route, and that that kind of stuff seems to keep happening. But I'm not, um, you know, we already made a coaching change on on the offensive side. I'm not necessarily going to ever clamor for anyone to to lose a oh, job. The players got to absolutely execute here. We talked about this is the point I was trying to get to, and I apologize for uh, taking the time to get there. But the biggest thing. I wanted to wrap up with from the Eagles game as well is just, we talked about the the battle up front um, in the trenches for the defensive and the offensive line and the offensive line had a tough, tough day against a very, very good front that the Eagles pre, uh, present. And I think that was one of the things you have to think about too, is, you know, you're obviously playing one of the toughest teams in the NFL and, um, and they, you know, at the end of the day up front, they lost the battle, and and that that cost them the game even because they they sent you know an all out blitz, and it was all one on ones, and nobody could win a one on one to stop Jalen Hurts from running that ball in the end zone. So I I just really don't think um, you know I just don't think that that the team is is completely buttoned up for at, to this point of the season, obviously from coaching down to the players, um, but I want to transition into all that saying we can get there.
0: Yeah. Look. Well, so you, I'm assuming we want to get to the remaining opponents. I think that's a good segue. So for people that don't know, did you and I both click on the same thing at the same time? Yep. That's awesome. That means we're thinking alike. doesn't always work because we're both clicking on it, but uh, we're thinking alike. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you guys are watching on Facebook, YouTube, we appreciate it. Subscribe, like, comment, share all that fun stuff. So the bills five games have five games left, right? They have a buy this week. So, I'm actually kind of happy they have a bye. I think I need a weekend off from Buffalo Bills football. I, I, yeah. honestly, I love watching my team play, but this year has been probably the most roller coaster year I've had under Sean McDermott.
1: It's and I look, of- I got a shout out to the NFL. My son's birthday um, is being celebrated this weekend because it's early next week. And That's I just have to say, thank you. Um, you know that you gave me that weekend off from football. Uh, we're able to go to the museum on Sunday and, and do some cool things with him for, for his birthday. So. I'm just giving you a weird welcome. You know what I'm going to be doing on Sunday?
0: I'm going to be what at are you Chargers? Chargers at Patriots on Sunday.
1: All right, all right. No, I a get there. Justin Herbert action. Yeah, I
0: get to see that game, uh, which is always interesting. But I get the I don't know. So I'm missing football, but I get the I'll be at the Chargers Patriots game uh, working. Uh, but yeah, Bills final five final five games after the bye. They travel to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. They host Dallas, which is going to be a fun one. They. Take on the Chargers away, which would be kind of cool to see an indoor stadium game for the Bills. Then they host the Patriots on New Year's Eve. And then January 7th, they play at Miami. So, and Stevie was dead on. You got to win four games, right? Like, every team that's – and obviously, year to year is different. But, Lance, since they moved to 17 games in the season, if you, got, if you get to 10 wins, you made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I do think – Sorry, some of the teams in front of them, like the Clevelands of the world, could start slipping down due to their quarterback play. Houston, you never know. The culture in a playoff spot, right? You never know. Obviously, those teams are not better than the Bills, but you You are what your record record are. You are where your record are. So it's, and we do have a tough stretch. You got to win four out of five because I think if you get to 10 wins, you make the playoffs. The problem is, if you lose to Kansas City next week, it gets
1: so dicey. Yeah, you got four of. So four of the top tier sort of teams in the league and then a team that you already lost to on, albeit on the road in new England. So, I mean, it's just, it's four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you absolutely, I think you saw the difference between the jets uh, game in the Meadowlands and then the game in Buffalo obviously was a lot different. So I expect the same um, tip sort of result for the new England game. If you lose that game, you and I can
0: go sit on this,
1: in our show and yell whatever we want. We're allowed to. I think we should be allowed yeah. to. We lose I think game. I'll definitely be on the uh, coaches getting, you know, oh my getting you, here if, if, if you lose to New England. You know what would be such a typical thing
0: how this season has gone. You, you beat Kansas City, you beat Dallas, you beat Chargers, and you're like, holy crap, we're 9-6, and, and then we lose to the Patriots. I feel like that this season is just going to be like that. Yeah. Like, we're, we're have, back. We're good. We're in the, the, the toughest part, you know. Six, and then we just like, listen, could have We could
1: have won. Probably would you? You, you have a couple have games, four or way. five of those, right? I mean, well, yeah, you
0: have a couple games. And we and I hate saying like we should be nine wins because at the end of the day, you always are what your record are. But if you go back, it's like Denver week one against the Jets and the Patriots. Those are three games that should not have, should not have been losses. You're nine. What are you nine in four right now? Nine and three. Math is failing me right now. Who cares? You have nine wins. Uh no, are yeah, 9-3. You play 12 games. And you know what we're thinking of if you're 9-3 right now? We're thinking of the damn one seed. That's where this season would be. Because I think last year's team would have been 9-3. Okay. We can get on a rant. But Lance, what, what like you want to get to some predictions for the last five five games? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Um that. what what are we thinking, man?
1: Yeah, I'm my record prediction is four and one. Um, for this stretch, I think they do go four and one and then we let it play out and see, you know, what the, what the other teams have done. Unfortunately, you know, winning four doesn't guarantee anything, but I think that, uh, it'll be enough. I think that we can, uh, leap the teams, you know, we're kind of tied with right now. Again, we're, we're not, um, we'll see who does Indianapolis have this week. Um, they're going to play the titans they could lose at the titans we and need then ten you ten. Know, then they're six and six and you know you're you're on even par with those kind of teams so i think you know definitely the way the season's unfolded with some of the injuries that other teams have had as well yeah. kind of helps you you know kind of stumble this Uh-oh. late this late in the season and then you know hopefully rubber band yeah. and and rebound back um, to make this run because it's all right in front of them. They're at their bye week now, and this is kind of when they get that recharge and refocus. And again, could this team compete anybody? So to come out and say they're going to do anything less than uh, four and one, I just, I, I can't do it. I, I think they they've proven enough over the past few years that they've got the horses there. Uh, they're getting a couple of weeks to get healthy now and prepare for a Tufts Chiefs team who isn't yeah, all, um, you know, isn't firing it necessarily, on all cylinders, they've had their issues with wide receivers dropping the ball and, and losing some games as well. So I think that you have the ability here, and I think that um, you know it's not out of the question that they'll win them all. But I think four and one is the realistic play in my in my mind. And obviously,
0: we're we're at the point of the year, and I hate this, and I see it every time I tweet this, like who we're rooting for this weekend, and like oh, it stinks. Well, it's well, we're there, we're there. We have to root for teams to lose. Uh, Broncos play the Texans this weekend. They're both six and five. So, one of those teams will be obviously six and six. Other team will be seven and five. So, you're obviously rooting for the Titans to beat the Colts. Uh, Obviously, you're rooting for the Commanders to beat the Dolphins. Just I give that slim hope of the division. I would be shocked if the Bills have a division shot, but you never know. Um, You're obviously rooting for that. And you're obviously rooting for the Rams to beat the Browns. So, those are the type of the games, those four games you're kind of looking
1: at, unless they missed one here. Cardinals over the Steelers uh, again not like yes, likely, which is why he didn't say it. And I guess
0: I guess you want the Patriots to, you want the Pages technically to beat the Chargers. Just because the Chargers are closer to your record than the Patriots sure. are. So yeah. if you want to go for the end, also try to keep pages away from a top pick if you playing that game uh right, right. but and i guess the falcons to the jets but the jets are four and seven but you always root for the nfc to be AFC. but those couple games we highlighted you kind of you're rooting for broncos texans i don't know
1: someone you probably could find on the line who would you rather win I, I don't know off the top of my head who what makes me first Kling I, I would say i want the texans to win because but i feel like they're don't more we have the same red-
0: record as the Bro- one of the broncos have the tie break over us because they beat us uh, very true
1: so that's, I don't know, I'll, I'll find online, I'll tweet it out this week if you guys follow well, me on Twitter. Right, if the Broncos lose, though, then they, um you know, we have the opportunity to leap them with a, with a win. And, get, you know, we can then have more uh, conference yeah. wins than then in the end. That, that game's the one game where
0: you're just like, eh, like someone's losing and you're just going to deal yeah. with it. Uh, the Broncos still play after the Texans, they still play the Chargers, the Lions, uh, and the Chargers, again,
1: yeah. I just think two teams that aren't in the playoffs right now are still going to get in. So I think it, you know, be more likely that it'd be the Texans and the Bills than it would be the Broncos and the Bills. So yeah. I think that um, that's why I kind of just say, let the Texans win anyway, because they yeah. have, the, okay. um, you know, they have the better squad. You feel like they're they're going to not be it. You know, they're going to go to seven and five and then they're already a game ahead of you anyway. So it's
0: I think you said four and one. I like three and two. It's it's a tough reality. It's it's a tough reality, right? Because I think I think you do split with Kansas City and Dallas. I just don't think you lose both those games. That's just my opinion. The Dolphins game week eighteen. It de- well, it depends obviously where the Dolphins are. If it's a, I don't think it's going to be a game for the division. But if the Bills run the table into that game and they have six losses, then that game could be for the division. Because if you look in Miami, like that game is. Could mean so, but it also could mean a game where Miami doesn't play their starters, and the Bills need yeah. to win to get in,
1: or Bills need to win and some help to get in. So you have that. Yeah, they're going to have the Cowboys and Ravens before You're playing still, that's us, what I'm saying, and it's, those are big tough games. And and um, they still yeah. they play
0: the Jets again. Obviously, the Jets are bad, and they still play Tennessee. But yeah, if they lose Dallas and Baltimore, and the Bills run the table, so mm-hmm. the, the division's not out of luck. I don't think the Bills are going to win four in a row heading into Miami. That's just my inkling. But if you won four in a row, you would be. Ten and six. Miami loses two games. Presumably Dallas and Baltimore. They're at five losses. They're at eleven. They're at. What would they be? Eleven and five. Mm-hmm. You be ten and six. You beat them, and you win the division. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying it happening, but it's like it's not done deal that the Bills don't win the division. The Bills have to run the
1: table though to win the division yeah. I, I, and I'm absolutely rooting for it to happen. I'm not going to sit in here and just oh, yeah, it to happen yeah, every time, yeah. but I just, I think I'm you know be, they, they might stumble one more game this I, year. I'm trying to I be really I think-
0: unbiased as possible as I can. Yeah. And well, I don't think you can win the division at seven losses. I don't think Miami no. loses four more games. I would be shocked if they do, they would have to f- stumble against the jets, Titans or commanders. You never know. The Dolphins like to do some weird stuff. Uh, and the jets have a good defense. So, Maybe the Jets split with Miami. I, I don't know. The Jets' offense is terrible, so it's tough to envision that. I just I look. I think it's I think we get to nine and eight, and I think it's Maybe unfortunate. Maybe they have Rogers
1: back by that game. Who knows?
0: Oh yeah, but also Rogers came out today and said he'll only play if based on his health and the Jets' playoff possibilities, and the Jets' playoff possibilities are dwindling, like really dwindling at this point. And uh, Atlanta lost this weekend would probably just push push them out if they're four and seven. Lance, I think it's nine and eight, and I think. I if you're nine and eight, let's say you're and uh, let's say let's say you're nine and seven going into the last game of the year, are you still in playoff contention? You think
1: nine? No. Let's say let's say you're
0: eight and seven. No, I'm trying to think this. Let's say you're eight and
1: seven. No,
0: no, what the heck's wrong? I'm trying to get to nine wins.
1: Eight and eight. Thank you. Eight and eight. Yeah, going in and you're back against the wall, and depending on the,
0: are you still in playoff contention? Are you still one of the, Are we back to twenty eighteen? No, no, twenty seventeen, where we need something to happen.
1: Is that where you think for eight and eight? Yeah, I think we're gonna need something to happen for sure. We're gonna have to and win, A and, and, A and we're A, gonna need Houston yeah. to lose win, or someone winning some help, yep. winning some help. If you're at eight and eight, going.
0: I kind of that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, well, would you? I would. Yeah. So you think we go ten and seven again in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, absolutely yeah I'm not gonna root against this team. I'm not gonna'm I'm, oh, I'm, gonna I'm not, I'm not, at all. I'm not and I know you're, nobody's rooting against them, but it's just a matter of like I'm not gonna um, say anything short and and kind of echo how Stevie was. you know these guys are really oh, really yeah. good, and they're gonna uh, fight for this, the rest of this year. This bye week is gonna be a refresher for them coming off um and and playing you know you have five games in front of you to go take back uh, some of the things that you may may have lost throughout the year here. Um, go out there and and capture it. And if anyone can do it, this is a squad to do it easily. And look,
0: this team can beat anybody. And that's why this team is so frustrating. Because mm-hmm. we said it in the beginning of the show. We said it off air, Lance. Like we're not going into every game thinking we're less talented, or have the worst quarterback, or shouldn't be in these games, or all that kind of stuff. Like we're not one. Of, we're not. We're not one of those teams. That's why being six and six through twelve games is so frustrating. Because we know this team should have nine wins right now, right? And it's one of those things. And look, I wish they had an easy schedule. They were seven and six two years ago. They ran the table, won eleven and six, and won the division. Obviously, they had a much easier schedule at that point. Uh, so I'm not saying, but look, the Bills like to go on late season runs. They've done it the last couple of years under Josh Allen. I just, I just thought on Sunday against the Eagles, you missed a great opportunity. You missed. And a, a great opportunity to steal a game because I think if we were seven and five right now, Lance, I think one, we would obviously be talking about the division because it would be way more in front of us. And I think this team would be nationally praised. And everybody on ESPN or Fox Sports or whatever, Good Morning America, what, not America, Good Morning Football, I don't think Good Morning America is talking about the Bills, but Good Morning Football would be like, This team is. You don't want to play this team in the playoffs, and I, I put a, I put a perfect tweet out today. I, re, I think you I don't know if you saw, but I co-tweeted Big Cat who works for Barstool because he put in his fun power. He does have goofy fun power rankings, but he put the team for the Bills, the team that nobody would want to play in the playoffs, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh-huh. And I was like, that is exactly where the Bills are because odds. Obviously, the odds are stacked against us to make the playoffs um, mm-hmm. currently, but we are the type of team where if we get in as the seventh seed, whoever is the two seed is like. We did, we worked the whole year to be a two seed and we get Josh Allen. Like, what? Yeah. Huh. What is this? We didn't get, we didn't get uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson from the Browns. We got Josh Allen and the Bills. So, like, that's that type of thing where you're like, the Bills, I don't think we make the playoffs, but we are one of the teams that if we got in, I think we're the only team that if we got in that's not in a playoff spot right now, because obviously Cincinnati doesn't have Joe Burrow, the teams would be like, crap. Shoot. Yeah. We host a playoff game and we get this. We get a team that's won five in a row or four out of five, and they're just firing on all c- cylinders. So I thought Big Cat was like, I'm like, this is perfectly where the Bills are right now. A team that's probably not going to make the playoffs, but if we got in, we would be like, oh, the hot upset pick every every other team, and then probably lose because. Yeah, no sure. what I'm talking about, but yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we got one more thing here to go through, which I'm excited about. So, um, top three. By week goals, kind of what are the things that the Bills need to do during the bye week um, to get back out there and get into this playoff race uh, for the five-game stretch? Um, you got a couple things you want to say or you want me to go first?
0: I'll, I'll list three quick things. Fire, Sean McDermott, fire, Sean McDermott, fire, Sean McDermott. I am totally joking, but I just wanted to say it because I thought it was funny. Uh, no. Look, I think you got to – one – I'll be quick here because we're running obviously out of time, and I don't want to keep people – Fix up the run blocking. Pass blocking was good against the Philly. Run blocking was not. Uh, and obviously it led to James Cook not having the best uh game. I think we also have to figure out why is Trent Sherfield on the field at times where Stephon Diggs is on the bench. I would like to know more about that. I think we gotta kind of clean that up. And then defensively, late or late game management. This is a great time to figure out or communicate what is going on late game, and it's mostly been defensively. Like what are we doing wrong? What can we get better at, and
1: why are we continually to make the same mistakes to close games out? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for for me, um, the top three things going in the bye, uh, the goals for for getting through the bye week and and coming out with a good stretch run for the five games. You're gonna be health. Um, you gotta get these guys healthy. Maybe we get a guy back um, and can open a practice window, and get a guy back. Um, for that run, uh, maybe a Daquan Jones type, or, you know, we can uh, even Kyra Elam, uh, if he can come back and get, uh, I'm not sure where exactly they are all in their IR eligibility, but I believe um, they're all eligible now to to return. So um, I think getting healthy is 100% yeah. uh, the first thing. And then two, they got to take a look at the personnel usage here moving forward and getting a group of personnel and a group of schemes that fit that personnel to move forward Uh, mostly talking about the offense talking about grouping the wide receivers out there and having the them run the plays that are going to be successful because you don't have any more room for error you have to run the bread and butter now of what these guys can do so the same thing on the defense you cannot just leave these guys hung out to dry with an arrogance that they can win all these one-on-one matchups. You have to realize who you have in the building and who you're going up against. And some of these guys um, just, you know, as talented as they can be, you know, again, looking at that cover zero blitz on Jalen Hurts when he scored the game-winning touchdown, I just think that that's just a poor, poor use of your personnel and a poor, poor scheme to put them in that position where you want them to just go win a one-on-one and make a brilliant play, but they're just not um, in that moment capable of doing so, um, against a a good Eagles offensive line. So, um, and then, and then the third thing is really try to get whatever responsibilities need to be, uh, hashed out with getting the team prepared, um, within this coaching staff and get that in order. So I think, um, you know, health, uh, personnel and scheme, uh, in order for the next five games and, and then communication and, and leadership to get this team to be disciplined and prepared for this five game stretch, where again, there's no room for error. You've got to go now and and, and take um, what's yours. Yeah. And to keep
0: everyone busy during the bye week, you guys should go sign up on underdog fantasy Use promo code BLITZ. It's been popping off lately, Lance told me, before the show. Everyone is enjoying it. I use it. Lance uses it. We both stink at it, but we both use it. Lance tweets all the time about underdog fantasy. He just keeps tweeting losers, but it's all good because he's having fun. And when Lance is at the museum with his kid, he's going to be placing nonstop underdog fantasy bets because why not? But he might be. Why not? And make sure you guys use promo code BLITZ. For a 100% deposit match up to $100, starting at a minimum of $10. So, you guys, make sure you guys use that. Use promo code BLITZ, and they'll hook you up. Underdog Fantasy, it is awesome. It's a fun way. All types of sports, not just the NFL. Lance, that is going to do it for tonight's show. If you guys are on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, please like, follow, share, do whatever you want. We appreciate everyone. And if you guys missed this episode, you can always rewatch it. And if you prefer the audio version, it comes out tomorrow morning. I'll get it up on audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Odyssey. And huge, huge, huge shout-out to former Bills wide receiver Stevie Johnson for joining us in the first half hour of the show. If you guys just hit the clip, uh, hit this or just showed up, go back, re-watch, re-listen. Stevie Johnson was great. Gave great insight to the uh, Allen Davis play in OT. Great insight on the officials, some prevent defense, running routes, all that kind of stuff. He was great. Uh, And we always enjoy uh, a huge friend of the show. Uh, We always enjoy Steven Johnson coming on. Lance, who do we have coming on next Tuesday night at 8 p.m. to, I guess, kind of round out the bye week and get us ready for Kansas city. week?
1: Yeah. Just to go forth with the underdog fantasy daily fantasy pick'ems and things. Our guy, Scott Kasson. uh, He's our writer uh, for B, one of our writers for the built in Buffalo news.com site. Uh, so go out there and check out all the great articles that we're putting out on built in news.com. And Scott writes our daily, our weekly betting article as well. So we're going to get that perspective from him and see what he's liking. Um, moving through the bye week and and see going forward the season if he has a few different things he likes to see and then also just chop it up talk football talk about you know what we've been hearing from one Bill's drive throughout the bye week and mm-hmm. then break down kind of where we're at from now being even with most of the teams having the same number of games played after this weekend we'll kind of have a clearer picture of where everything stands and what's needed um, in that five weeks. To, to get the job done and, and make it to the playoff spot.
0: That is going to do it for us. He was Lance, I was Peter, and this was the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Buffalo Network. We'll see you guys next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully everyone enjoys the bye week, and have a good night. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills, baby.